Welcome to the Inside Events Podcast by Swapcard, the leading virtual, hybrid, and in-person event platform. Inside Events is your go-to podcast for fresh insights from the world's top event professionals. Here is your host, Bob from Swapcard. Good afternoon, event and marketing professionals, and welcome to the Inside Events Podcast powered by Swapcard. I'm so excited to welcome everyone to another great episode to talk all things marketing, events, and engagements. Once again, I'm your host, Bob Chain, a strategic account manager here at Swapcard to navigate the exploration into all things community, hybrid, and experiences. As there are so many interesting innovations going on within our space, we are thrilled at the opportunity to highlight some of the top minds within the industry and lean on their real world experiences and drive innovation. Today, we're really focusing on the idea of community and the different ways that we can approach audiences in a year round as an extension to their pillar experiences as well. With this in mind, I'm thrilled to introduce our guests, Kyle Kokosinski, who is the implementation manager with Endless Events and someone who you already know from the Evolve Community Series, Swapcard's very own strategic account manager, Un Yevanian. Now, Kyle, you have some experience in the festival scene, and I would love to hear a little bit more about your time working with brands like Electric Forest or the Dew Tour to really help provide some additional context for today's conversation around community, as well as the work that you're doing today with Endless Events. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for having me. The, the idea of community is something that means a lot to me because I've been able to take part in both in-person and digital communities and have gotten the chance to see and be a part of the impact that they can really make. When you think of what a community means to you, there really can be a lot of communities that might come to mind that you're already a part of. Going to the community gym, book clubs, running clubs, parent groups for schools. Where I'm at in Colorado, there are even communities for hikers and bikers and rafting. So the types of communities might change depending on where you live. In school, I grew up volunteering with different types of organizations, such as forest cleanups, local recycling facilities, and food pantries. Through volunteering, I was able to see how so many different members of my community were passionate or had an interest to do something that supported their community. Through volunteering, that's where I actually fell into working into the events industry, because the nature of events, they need a lot of volunteers. So over the past six years, I've worked with different events, venues, associations, even local governments to help grow their events and reach with their community to help make their events have a stronger impact for those that are attending, those that are entertaining, and even those that are living in the surrounding area of the event. Why events are such a perfect part of what make a community is that events and communities, they share the common interests in celebrating and sharing the ideas that others have and for putting them on the stage for others to see, discuss, and most of all, enjoy. A brand like Electric Forest, which is an in-person event taking place in the summer of Michigan, is one that is a great example of how events are building a community of fans that return year after year, artists that want to come back and play year after year, food and merchandise vendors that have an overwhelming amount of success, and you leave that event with an overall inspiring feeling that you take away after the event. I'd say one of the most unique components of their community mindset to their event is involving their fans and followers to be a part of their festival through their plug-in program. 
This allows anyone in their festival, which we can call con, by inviting someone to have submissions for an art installation, a call for speakers that lead a brainery workshop, all the way to designing the sticker or coloring book for the festival that everyone can purchase. So now, fasting forward to at working at Endless Events, we strategize with our clients as they're now adapting their event strategies. There's never been more directions to take your organization within your events, and the community model is an event model that many aren't exactly sure how to start out. However, now that there's so many events we're experienced virtually, there's some really creative ways to intertwine your in-person and digital experiences by molding your event strategy toward a community. I really love that. And obviously, given the experience with brands like Electroforce, like you mentioned, and the idea of getting those audience members to really be invested in returning year over year, I would love to just hear a little bit more of how what you are viewing as some of the maybe potential key strengths and wit or weaknesses uh, of the communities that we know today and potentially how associations and even event-focused corporations could approach testing this with their audience. Absolutely. One of the biggest pros that really come to mind is communities allow for you to empower your stakeholders to make a bigger impact in your event and organizational strategy. Something that worked so well with some of the associations I've worked with, like the Alzheimer's Association, many of their local chapters, they use Facebook groups to stay in touch throughout the year. They'll share updates, post new swag, and even fundraising incentives to pump each other up throughout the year, whether or not it's not they're having multiple events throughout their strategy or that one main event all the way leading up to it. By having a space where you can actually connect and have those like-minded individuals being able to communicate and work together outside of the, your key events, it allows your basic participant to make a huge impact in your overall event throughout the year. Now on the other side, one of the cons that I see is how will you capture your stakeholders' time? They have work and chores, laundry, television. Committing to an, a single event is you know, fairly easy, but how can you make logging into their community become a, almost of a habit where it's becoming a part of their weekly routine? That's very interesting. And obviously that's definitely one of the things that we'll be sure to expand on in this conversation. But I'll kick it over to Un for this uh, next one, because I know that you are actually working with a few partners today that are developing a community surrounding specifically their traditional in-person experiences. And obviously given the shift in event mediums over the past 15 months, how have you specifically been working with them to identify potentially the best experience formats between in-person, virtual, hybrid, as well as potential cadences on when best to connect? Thanks, Bob. As an account manager at Swapcard, I work with clients on a daily basis to help them monetize their event platforms and keep their members engaged. So now when we're thinking of shifting to a community platform, I start to the way I approach it is I ask clients to start thinking about their marketing calendar and start to identify the different types of events um, and engagement points that they want for their community throughout the year. And then also they should start thinking about the best formats to deliver them. So for example, what events are better suited for in-person? Things that come into mind like wine tastings, like cocktail hours, things that are person-to-person, face-to-face centric. What should have always been virtual? So for example, short webinars, partner case studies. For example, I had a client 
who did an annual government event and a lot of government agencies, they don't have that much budget. So what she said was a lot of times people wouldn't attend because they can't afford to pay the hotel, the airfare. This year, obviously, because of COVID, they went virtual and they had the highest um, attendance turnout, so much engagement. She says that this event should have always been virtual. She doesn't know why they did it in person and moving forward, they will always do it virtual. So beyond that, I also asked them to start thinking about their big Hallmark event. So what events do they want to in person and virtual? So those are the big like user conferences. These events are the culmination of your community. You have different touch points throughout the year and then you have that big annual event where everyone can get together in person or, or virtually. That's exactly what we actually saw what happened with the Chosen Few Festival in Chicago. So for those that don't know, house music really blossomed in the city of Chicago. And over quarantine, the Chosen Few DJs, they were doing weekly live streams where their fans were able to be more in communication with the DJs than ever before. Now when the DJs are having their major festival, the DJs and the attendees, they have a deeper connection than ever before. No, I, I really like that. and. I Kyle, I think we're going to keep along the lines of this idea of con and one of those kind of expanded ideas you referenced in developing the community really aligns with taking that value proposition of the community directly to your specific event strategy, just like the event that you just referenced. Could you expand on potentially how this is done and the possible benefits coming from it? Oh yeah. So your events, they have a mission, a goal, objective, and probably all three. Typically, I would say a singular events mission is a direct goal or mission of your organization. So when you're defining your community's purpose, think what's the reason that you're bringing people together in the first place? How do you want your stakeholders to be a part of your event storyline? With singular events, you're cutting your stakeholder storyline short. How will you remind your community what they're building and working towards? What I recommend is writing a list of desired call to actions that you want your audience to take with your organization throughout the year. Then with this list, see which event or events you're already hosting to accomplish those actions. And now you can begin to uncover which events or content you are missing to connect your stakeholder storylines. Community is something that really can encourage continued action easier by creating a central place for those actions across your events and organizations marketing. So I'm getting a lot of great insights around the community. And obviously this sounds incredible in theory, but even in my day-to-day -day work, I know that there is still a lot of anxiety that lives around this idea of community, especially given the potential unknowns of associations and also the additional investment that is required at times with platforms. And knowing that um, you are actually helping uh, some of your clients through this daily, how are you approaching the community as part of their overall marketing mix? And, and do you have any type of insights or statistics to best support the value proposition with cost of acquisition? Well, the value lies in having your audience there engage 365. Traditionally, events have a live date, which drives attention and presence for a given time. And during that time, all the learning, all the networking, and all the meetings, they occur at that given period. 
This makes that attendee and sponsor acquisition costly as it's just for a certain amount of days. Many marketers spend around $20 or more to acquire a registrant, then maybe 50% attend, and then for your next event, maybe 50% come back uh, you know, for that second or third event. This makes the cost of acquisition enormous. So I, when I talk to clients, I make sure that they understand that they're paying so much to draw these attendees, these sponsors for that one or two day event. Community focuses on long-term growth and retention. So it reduces your marketing costs. You worked so hard to get your attendees, your sponsors engaged and signed on for that one event. Why keep doing that work over and over again? Community focuses on you spent that time creating that excitement, that call to action, they're at the event. Now that they're here, they're engaged. Now, now you can start when you post a different event, they're already engaged. So they'll see that next event and they're more likely to click on it, to register. When you post that new case study, when you pay, post like new content, that's what keeps them engaged. You're spending so much time and effort in getting them here. Why not? Why not just add on to that and make sure that while they're here, they see all the other things that you're offering. And I think that kind of expanding on that idea a little bit would be in addition to that cross pollination that you spoke on and making sure that you're making those individuals as sticky as possible. There's also a level of going along the lines of stickiness, a benefit to keeping them constantly within your ecosystem and keeping them top of mind with your audience. I feel like with that, anytime that we're looking at different levels of competition or event to events within the same industry, there is naturally going to be those who are vying for the audience attention from an experience to experience. And then from there, it's going to be even more important to make sure that once you get someone to actually join your community, join your experience to make sure that we keep them coming back through all of the content as well. Tired of having to navigate through Zoom and not having all the technology you need in one place to run your virtual or hybrid event? Swapcart is here to help. With our end-to-end -end technology platform, Swapcart provides registration, live streaming, audience engagement features, attendee and exhibitor networking, data tracking, and measurements all in one place. This means you have peace of mind knowing that all the information and features you need to successfully run your event are available in one accessible platform. Email podcast.swapcard.com to set up a demo and find out more about all the features and options that make Swapcard the leading all-in-one virtual and hybrid events platform. Keeping along with the theme of strategic planning and communities, Kyle, I would love for you to go into the idea of scoping out a bit of who should be part of your communities and really who an organizer should define as their community. Today, how are you really using analytics and data with your clients to best project this? Well, Bob, something planners may not already recognize is that they have a strong community built already. A community platform would now be a new tool for your organization to funnel their engagements throughout the year in your organization's owned communication channel. 
digital community users on Reddit, for example, are always coming back to their subreddit or community to see what new surrounding topics they care about and to leave comments or post threads to up their Reddit karma or their overall score on the platform in a sense. So incentives will be a huge key to keep your community members to keep them engaged. But when you're developing your event strategy, assign someone on your team to cross compare the analytics you have across your events your registration data, webinar attendees, and any other CRM tool that your organization uses to track those actions to see which stakeholders actions have, they've already taken. By then determining how many of your stakeholders continue to come back to your events. This will help you determine how you can price your community-based strategy. You want to charge something that your stakeholders will see as a value to sign up for the community as compared to just a one-off event. If you don't have these analytics from past years to develop your strategy moving forward, focus on what your content budget is for the year to determine how you can spend that content throughout the year or use your new revenue model from your community members, exhibitors, and sponsors. Kyle mentioned things like subscription models or potentially packaging up multiple events for your exhibitor partner base or things along the lines of pay to post or co-branded sponsorship content. To those who are just starting out, what do you feel is potentially that low hanging fruit or where should clients start to really focus their time? Well, so the first thing that I point out is that when I was at my association, we would sell business directory listings anywhere from 3000 to $5,000. It was literally on our website. It was a link that just had their company information, email, and maybe a phone number and maybe their logo. It got no traction at all. So when people would ask for their analytics, it, it would be like three clicks, right? It, it was very embarrassing and they paid a lot for that, right? They paid for the year listing. So on community, you could have the same listing for an exhibitor, except this time it's a living, breathing business directory. Because of that, it can be sold for so much more, right? Because you're gonna be building up that community with events, content, news stories, just different things every single day that drives members to check the community every single day. And when they're doing that, they're gonna be checking your exhibitors listings, right? The exhibitor listings, you'll be able to see their new products, anything that they post, you can chat, you can have meetings. So if they were willing to pay $5,000 for a stale listing that had maybe three clicks a year, now you have the opportunity to, to look at your biggest stakeholders and have different packages for them. Beyond just being on the community, perhaps they are a premium partner and you want to have an exclusive event with them. Maybe they want to present a case study. There's just a lot of opportunities for how you can monetize it with your sponsors and your exhibitors. From an attendee standpoint, you can sell subscriptions. Other associations, I know that they do different uh, subscriptions for a daily news. So to get this proprietary news every day, like the, the cutting edge highlights and headlines, they pay a subscription for that. So this could be included in your cost for community for members. Included in that, you could throw in some free events. So included in your subscription to your community, you get this amount of events that you can go to free. These webinars are free. These 
case studies are free. And then you can also have some events be gated. So these are the premium events. So now these you do pay a price for. And beyond that, you can also sell subscriptions on maybe a half year basis, a monthly basis. There's a lot of opportunity there to monetize that community, both for your partners, you know, and your members. It opportunity that Un, you just described. Obviously, Kyle, we're starting to see a return to in-person experiences, mainly here in the United States, as well as parts of the Middle East. Really, how do you start to foresee the in-person events fitting into this idea of community, knowing that obviously, one, in-person events for a lot of organizations have really captured what 70 to 80 percent of their annual revenue um, from a monetization basis but also that when we're talking about some of the the largest uh, organizations we're talking about tens of thousands of individuals who are part of their event ecosystem do all of these individuals naturally correlate to that of their community or should there be some type of strategy around that that's a great point. Endless events, we illustrate to our clients that the long-term benefits to adapt a hybrid format. My core belief as a planner is to evolve your strategy moving forward, is to make sure that your content is, is accessible as possible. So that's including captioning, interpretation, whenever possible, so that if there is an event or a session that not everybody is able to physically travel to, they'll still be able to participate and engage from their home, wherever that is. However, not every event, webinar, or session of your community need to take that digital format. Offline meetups can really support your community's growth as individual members who are a part of your community. They can go out into their own physical community and gather, take action, and progress the sharing of ideas so that both those of your overall community and those that have never heard of your community before can take benefit of your organization's mission. But as your hybrid event strategy evolves, a community platform, what it's gonna do, it's gonna allow in-person attendees to keep the conversations going virtually after the event and be able to participate in the hybrid event virtually for when they cannot attend in person. If your format of your hybrid or in-person event might consist of more than one venue, maybe you have a spoke or a pod, this community format allows you to spotlight how your pods are a part of your hybrid event strategy. Maybe you have region-specific sessions, region-specific events, or maybe you have sponsors located in that region that now they can have a larger part of your main events. I, I really like having that offline meetup be a potential call to action or marketing way to get them to understand the value proposition and really adopt into this idea of community. And starting to discuss that idea of those call to actions and hooks and things like that. I don't know about you, Un, but almost every morning when I wake up, one of the first things I do is check in LinkedIn notifications and my notification feed on Instagram. A lot of those instances being some of the most known elements of community and even Kyle referenced another social media platform like with their karma system. But how are you working with your clients to really develop those hooks to get them to be invested in a consistent basis? So I think it all starts with quality content. You're gonna 
hook them by presenting headlines or a, a news story or a case study or an exclusive event, right? That's your way to get their attention and get them in there. When they're in there, they're going to do other actions. They're going to look around, for example, things like uh, message boards and chat rooms. Those are another great way to keep people engaged. A lot of times when I check different communities, it's usually those message boards that are, are bringing people in. A lot of times members will ask other members recommendations for different suppliers or their experience using a different product or a service. So, you know, that content is going to be that key factor to get them into the community. And then naturally and organically when they're in there, that's when they're going to be doing the other things like the message boards and then meeting and messaging other people. Kyle, same question to you. One thing I would say is it's totally okay to experiment with new types of content format to see what draws and excites your community members the most. Some of your most active event stakeholders may have great ideas to help you spice up your formats with maybe a new integration like bringing in a scavenger hunt or a whiteboard challenge, even bringing in a virtual fitness challenge. I'd say community allows for you to work closer with your sponsors throughout the year to align your content to allow them to be a bigger part of your community. I really like where your head's going, Kyle, because I think that especially when we're working with some of our key partners and those often most invested from a financial standpoint in our organization, um, those who are going to sustain through those decades long relationships from a sponsor and organization standpoint are those who are being able to find those truly mutually investable topics. And I think that idea of being able to test, ideate, and drive to really create those most impactful moments is going to be incredibly valuable, especially as we are entering this new era of experiences and really going to be able to start to take those smaller instances that you were referencing and then being able to drive them into your in-person experience and developing those to expand to greater audiences to drive that value proposition that you were referencing. On that note, I also um, I want to touch upon what Kyle said about experimentation. So community does lend itself to having more opportunities to, like Kyle said, experiment with different things to offer your, your sponsors. I know that traditionally for an association, they're very guarded on the types of events that they have for their clients because, again, you have an event maybe like once every two months or three months, right? These are like the big events, and so you want to make sure that they're not commercialized, like they are content-focused. So you're less likely to allow a sponsor to, to play around and have some sort of different offering. Now with community, because it's 365, your audience is there, they're fully engaged, you have more opportunity to, to play around like that. And I love that because that gives sponsors more visibility and opportunity to engage with, engage with the members organically. 100%. And now that many of the audiences that we're speaking today obviously already have those in-person elements, and we're now going back to that idea of some of those organizers maybe being a little anxious about the additional workloads that come with communities and things like that, knowing that we're 
we're taking the existing in-person events and then adding to them through a lot of these testings and things like that. And obviously a lot of this work has probably been being done behind the scenes, but we're now making it a lot more public and available in a community format. So Kyle, really, how are you working with your customers today to potentially organically drive some of this community development that we're speaking of, as well as maybe promote your audience and key partners to have some skin in the game even in this? The first thing that really just comes to mind is planners cannot create a community alone. It takes more than just a planner to keep the momentum started and continued going. It in fact takes a community to take those actions if you're looking to help inspire the world. One strategy is that when you're looking uh, you know, at your analytics from past year's events, to see which stakeholders were the most driven, which shared the most feedback, who came to the most networking opportunities. These are the members that you really wanna sit down with them and maybe create an ambassador program to help them grow your community and almost be facilitators of engagement in your community. You could even allow other members to become ambassadors when maybe they receive discounts or can earn additional incentives promoting your community to their personal community. When you know when your stakeholders are, you're gonna to want to come in and talk with them, network with them, ask questions. Those influencers may have been speakers in the past from your events or other well-known figures, but now they can play a longer part in your community storyline rather than just an individual event. But as your events progress, continue to ask your members for honest feedback for what they wanna see more and less of, so that way they know you're listening and that you're actually trying to make their experience a better one. And I think also it's trying to take some of the maybe less traditional marketing tactics for our specific industry and trying to implement them to the community as well. Where my head is initially going is attribution-based marketing and something as simple as getting those organizations or partners or key speakers that Kyle, you were referencing and giving them a code and say, all right, here is your value proposition to come into the community, get them to start inviting people. And then you can even start to create some friendly competition amongst those top speakers or even amongst your sponsors or uh, partners as well to, hey, rising tides float all ships. And it's going to be one of those things where if we are all mutually invested in, this is our greatest way to really be successful today and then exponentially grow from more of a commercial and business standpoint. And as we start to wrap up today's conversation and the final few minutes, I'm going to end on one final question, Kyle, really focusing on the ecosystem that we've been discussing today. And what are your thoughts or really how should planners react if they see maybe one of their competitors launching a community to take or steal part of their audience? Well, I would say that your community members, they believe in your mission, first of all. So you, as long as you're staying true to your mission throughout your events, throughout your community, then your members, they'll, they'll stay true to you. But just like we said, at the end of the day, it always comes back to your content. So if you see your competitor launch a community, first I suggest go ahead and join it, see what they're doing. But then two, if your content is still above your competitor, your stakeholder will have no reason to leave your community unless you inspire them to maybe start their own. No, I love that. And obviously those are um, going to be more conversations and things that 
we as an industry as a whole will be seeing popping up over the next 12, 18 plus months. Obviously, I wanted to thank you both for sharing your incredible insights and knowledge on communities as well. We have Kyle Kosinski, who is the implementation manager with Endless Events, and Un Yevanian, the strategic account manager here at Swapcard. Kyle, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for listening to the Inside Events Podcast by Swapcard. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or would like to access a special discount just for our podcast listeners, send a message to podcast at swapcard.com. Thank you for listening and see you next time on Inside Events.